0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, am I getting too old for this shit? We talked to Tom Vanderbilt about learning new skills. Plus, Biz asks, is Fudge Parenting a thing?
1: Woo! Woo! I think. <laughs> what? I had three crisis days in the span of a week. I reached out for help each time, a little bit better each time. And I called out from work for last Monday and Tuesday. And when I called out, I told them, It was for mental illness because I needed two days off and I didn't want to lie about being sick because fuck it. I am mentally ill. I'm going through a very hard time and I deserve to have a couple of recovery days at home because everything's bad. I can't even go into how bad everything is because it's everything and it's bad. But I am so glad that you guys are here. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, you are
0: wonderful. You're doing such a good job recognizing that you needed some time off. Yeah, mental illness is real. Yeah, we're all like being crushed under some sort of like boulder of anxiety and fear and stress right now on top of however we might have been before this all started. And I think mental health days are genius. And I also really appreciate, this is good. This is good. This is good. Being open and honest about our mental health is so good. You know, look, I am still high-fiving the caller who called in who didn't want to go to that party, so they pretended to be sick. That is, I still salute you and think that is, you're doing a good job. But I also think you're doing a good job if you have finally reached a place like you have where you're like, I don't want to use this as, this, 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 you know, I need this as a recovery day. And I think, that was just so bold and brave of you. You're doing a really good job. Thank you for calling that in. And I am, I am really ugh, sorry that it's so much right now. Like I, we're just all gonna be here with you sitting in a like a water park, lazy river of just too much, too much, all mingling together. You are doing a good job. Now, boop-a-da-boo, it's time for the thank yous, because this pandemic isn't over. (laughs) Jesus Christ, it's not even close. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you to everyone who works in the medical profession, who have been on the front lines since the very beginning of this, making sure that the facilities are clean and safe to be in, uh, to making, preparing, building, shipping, delivering the equipment that hospitals and doctors' offices and clinics need, to the people. Who know how to run those machines uh, like ventilators that so many of us rely on. And of course, thank you to the nurses and doctors and RNs and EMTs and uh, everybody. Thank you for your work and being there to take care of us. I will continue to show my thanks by wearing a mask. Thank you to all the people in the industry of making vaccines. That is a science industry (laughs) where you do science magic. I know very little about the vaccine process. And so I am just in awe of you being able to work so hard and so fast on getting these different vaccines up and running. And thank you to the people administering these vaccines. My parents got their first round of vaccines last week and it was thrilling and well-organized and it went so smoothly. And that is because you are doing that. So thank you to everyone who is part of the vaccine rollout. And thank you as always to all the essential workers, I really hope we come out of this experience really, really and truly recognizing how essential every job is. So thank you to everyone at the grocery stores and at the drugstores and, you know, staying open so that we can get what we need to stay at home. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and teachers. Oh, God, I love your teachers. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't say that right away. I fucking love you. Thank you. And I am sure I am missing all sorts of people who need to be thanked. So just know that I am thanking and thanking of you. So, yeah. Okay. How am I? Let me check in. Guys, I don't always have a lot to offer, but Teresa was having a very bad week, <laughs> and you know what I knew I knew I could offer something, and that something was fudge. I make Teresa fudge every Christmas because she likes the fudge. she doesn't share the fudge either, So when I was sitting there trying to think of how can I help Teresa, what little special treat could I give my friend? that I know won't immediately be taken or given out of complete exhaustion to her family. I want to give her something that makes her feel like a self. Fudge. So I made a whole thing of fudge that I usually split up and give out to lots of people. So Teresa got a heavy brick of fudge. Oh my God. It was so much fudge. And I dropped it off at her house. And she has been eating the fudge and not sharing it. And I'm very pleased to know that she is not sharing it. And it was just so much fun. It was like the fates had aligned for me to make the fudge. You can't make fudge in the rain. You can't make fudge when it's too hot. And there was just this weird one day here in Pasadena where it wasn't raining because we're having a little rain right now, but it wasn't raining. It was sunny. It was cool and crisp. And this may be the best fudge I've ever made. And many people have been asking for my recipe. And do you want to know what that secret family recipe is? Well, you go to the store and you go find the marshmallow fluff. <laughs> and on the back of that jar, it says fantasy fudge. That's what I do. No nuts. I don't do the nuts. Sometimes I totally forget vanilla and that's fine too. But it's three cups of sugar. So that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Gabe just made a face like yeah. 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 You can't eat a lot of the fudge. You have to have just a little piece of the fudge. It was a joy to make this For Teresa, and it is a joy to make. Fudge is not something I want to make every day. What I would like to figure out how to make are some good old-fashioned southern pralines, which involves caramelizing things. And I have yet to succeed at that, mainly because I haven't actually tried how to learn to do it, which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today with our guest, This week, we are speaking with Tom Vanderbilt, who is a contributing editor at Outside Magazine and writes for many publications, including Wired and The Wall Street Journal Magazine. He is the author of Traffic, Why We Drive the Way We Do. You may also like Taste in an Age of Endless Choice and Beginners, the joy and transformative power of lifelong learning, all published by Knopf, He lives in Madison, New Jersey, with his wife, the writer Jancy Dunn, and his daughter. Welcome, Tom.
3: Hey, thank you. Great to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's nice that you're here. I usually start right away with who lives in your house, but now I have to ask, do you have an affection for titles, like one-word titles, with substantial taglines
3: as you were as you were reading those off i myself was suddenly realizing i, I mean i like i like to think they have a certain poetic cadence yes. to them but i might i might be humor i might be you know they may not i don't know yeah so
0: <laughs> well, i do that was just like wow look at that bung, bung, bung. these are
3: all carefully you know focused groups, yes. and you know i i yeah yeah so
0: <laughs> well then let's transition gracefully into who lives okay. in your house
3: well, you did mention, I think, but we I were did, talking about but... it. I did, so, Well, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> but they could have changed up since that bio. You never know.
3: <laughs> exactly. Things are
0: crazy right now.
3: <laughs> so in my house, as we've all been there for the last year, is uh, Jancy Dunn, the, uh, my wife of uh, several decades, and my daughter, <laughs> Sylvie, who's uh, doing an... Actually, appropriately for the book, she's doing an online chess lesson at the moment, and we have a... A cat named his name his name is sort of Tux, which is short for tuxedo because he's a tuxedo cat, black and white, and he's a, a pandemic yes. rescue cat yes. that we greatly in, enhanced our um, life when we got him back in a- April or something. But anyway, he he was a great um, joy during this whole thing. So
0: oh, anyway. good job! Let's talk about your new book, Beginners: The Joy and Transformative Power of Lifelong Learning. It it sort of Talks about the benefits of learning new skills and but not to the point of like becoming experts like this isn't a book where it's like guess what you're going to do this you know the 10,000 times story right and then you're going to be an expert it's more about just trying to learn something new and you reference your daughter's influence, as well as you refer to yourself often as an old dad, old father, <laughs> and I want to start with sort of how those those two things influenced or led to the book.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because uh, yeah, I was I, had, I let's say I had a lot of experience in not being a parent, you know,
0: yeah.
3: some four. <laughs> Four decades worth, and then Mm -hmm. you know suddenly um, here's this child, and you know so so talk about being a beginner. This this was sort of like the ultimate for me beginner experience because I had just yeah I was had a way of doing things that was suddenly upended greatly, and then you know then it was this thing where well okay she needs to know all these things, and guess guess what who has to teach her a lot of these things is me. So (laughs) which was which was going well until the day she decided she wanted to learn how to play chess, and I actually don't know how didn't know how to play chess. (laughs) So you know, part of this whole thing being a parent, I was I was paying for all these lessons and you know piano and and uh, all, all this stuff and and then usually I would I would sit there for an hour uh, looking at my phone, you know, mm-hmm. doom scrolling Twitter or whatever we do, and then <laughs> it just sort of got to me at some point that I you know she wanted to learn chess. I'm like, okay, I, I can't really teach you. I could sort of teach you, but it'd be better you know if you had someone who really knew what they were doing. But then when the guy came over, Simon, I, I said. You know enough enough of this. Why don't I join in and we'll learn the same thing at the same time? See how that goes. And you know, she was <laughs> she was four. She hadn't yet. You know, she no, no uh, preteen rebellion or anything. So I I, I liked it. You know, I, I was I was sort of like wow. Okay, I, I just sort of felt my 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 head expand. My 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 sense of self was like had slightly grown a little bit because you know yeah. here I was suddenly a chess player where a week ago I wasn't. So <laughs> so that I with that experience in mind, I just. Suddenly, thought like, "Wow, what what's the last new thing I really ner- learned how to do?" And I, mm. I kind of had a moment of crisis and thought, "Well, <laughs> if I can, um, if I could just convince my publisher to send me on this year long, which yeah. turned out to be really like three years odyssey of learning all these things." Yeah, so that, that's the, that's the story. And so you said, "Yeah, you asked about old dad," and there, so that was part of it was that experience of like having yeah. all this experience of not being a dad. But then there was this thing, you know, okay. She's going to be, you know, challenging me for a while here. So I, I just had the sudden, sudden inner, inner alarm clock going off of like, okay, you're hitting, <laughs> going to hit fifty very soon. You know what? What are you going to? What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, in some ways, I was trying. You know, there, there's part of a, a long, the long game here is that I was thinking, you know, way down the road, like to be in the best shape as I could. Not, not just not physically, really, but you know, cognitively and all yeah. that stuff. So. I just had the sense that I suddenly didn't want to be like a frozen person at age fifty who had who was kind of resting on his whatever scant laurels I had. Yeah. And you know um <laughs> so that so that's I'm sorry, a long-winded answer, but that's kind no. of what's, what prompted it. So. No,
0: actually it's a great answer. And it it because I do I am also an older parent. <laughs> what do they call a geriatric parent? And so I'm with you, but there's also that balance of Jesus Christ, I'm tired as well, right? (laughs) Some not so great benefits about doing it later in life. But I too often think about the cognitive skills. I think so many of us are also part of what they call the sandwich generation where, you know, we are between children and our own parents who are, you know, heading on. In years. Mm, mm, and you mm. do, I, I will readily admit, I watch friends' parents and my parents, and I think, how can I get on this so that I'm, you know, like that person in that TV show who's like, so I want to be like Betty White, dude. I want to be <laughs> sharp as a tack, you know, until I'm out the door. So they say learning new skills really helps with that. So I, how did you pick what you were going to tackle when it comes to this? Did you pick it? Did your publisher say like, oh no, you're going to go learn how to be X, Y, or Z, right? Like how did you pick?
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I I did have a free hand and and uh as as I once did in a previous book, I went onto the website Ask Metafilter, which is just a great, you know, place to ask people questions. And I said I said something like, "Hey, you know, what's what new skills should this old dog learn?" And then you know, I got all these interesting things back. A lot a lot of it was coding, which mm. I I feel like I should know coding, but it, it to me and I was interested in computers when I was younger, but to be honest, it just didn't I I was I was already spending enough time in front of my yeah. laptop. I I just didn't want more. So it was a little and and it seemed kind of like job related. And I I was looking for something apart from that. So then um, there were some good suggestions there, very interesting ones, but I eventually went with just a a short list of things really that at some point in my life, I had probably expressed some desire to want to do, but had never actually gotten around to doing, or maybe had even done a little bit when I was much, much younger and then had been sort of steered away from those things (laughs) or, or they had just fallen off in the way they do, because, you know, we don't, teach drawing, you know, some people argue we should teach drawing the way we teach reading, but that's a whole other argument. So, so, so the, the, so these things were, um, were, uh, singing, Surfing. I yeah. uh, grew up in the Midwest. I, I grew up in the Midwest, so surfing was like this, you know, oh. impossible exotic thing. There was um, drawing, which yep. is you know uh, something. I think, you know, I mentioned in the book that it's one of the most searched Google terms is how to draw. There, you mm-hmm. know, there's sort of like how to boil water, or so you know, there's something like that. There's a list of like the top ten, <laughs> and drawing is how to tie a tie, but how to draw. And then I wanted to wanted to make something. Just going kind of back to the thought of being at the computer all the time. I'm, I'm just not that great with my hands, and I felt this. This lack, you know, kind of this. Uh, so anyway, I had lost two wedding rings while surfing, while trying to learn to surf. <laughs> needed, needed, need, needed a wedding ring, and I thought, just by chance, um, our one of our neighbors was was a, a master jeweler, and I sort of just got this weird idea in my head. Maybe he could help me make this ring. So, and then the last thing was not quite the last thing. The last like official thing was yeah. juggling, which yeah, you know, jugg- juggling's you know, it's just a pure motor skill. It's a great party trick, and it's not that I had this lifelong. Fascination, but I think once at some carnival or something, I tried yep. to do it and I couldn't do it, and I was, it was just like annoyed by that. So, but it's just a great way to think about learning. It's a little like like motor skills seminar in a in a box or something.
0: Well, that's that what sense. that's what's so great about the different things you chose is that they require different methods of learning, right? Like they're not juggling is, is not the same as drawing or not the same as surfing, and and yet they share some things in common in general, uh, just the kind of mechanics of learning. So I guess you're going through this process of these different skills that you're, you're trying to tackle. They're all very different. You, at the beginning, know this is going to help me cognitively, right? But like, as you started this process, what what else did you learn about the benefits of, of trying to learn new skills? Were you surprised by anything or were you like, oh?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, really, it sounds it sounds kind of dumb, but the, the main thing was was really just how fun it was. I, ha- yeah. I have to say, you know, these even the practice sessions for a lot of these things, which is supposed to be work and you're supposed to do deliberate practice and learn from mistakes and it's supposed to be sort of like homework and but, you know, for example, taking vocal lessons, I just found to be the closest thing to a sort of therapeutic, meditative uh, practice where, you know, I was literally you know, lying on the floor sometimes, letting my muscles collapse into the ground. So my I would become much more relaxed because tension is the great enemy of, of singing, <laughs> among many other things. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> You can't you can't show up like coming off the subway in New York City, all hostile and go into your singing lesson and then expect to be, you know, producing mellifluous uh, tones. Um, So (laughs) I I would just leave singing rehearsals on an absolute high. Um, And then it got even the payoff was even bigger when I decided to, okay let's not just sing to this nice teacher in her privacy of her home every week. Let's take this out to the real world. I never thought about, you know, like going to the subway and busking or anything like that. But I thought, like, what, how can I find a safe, a relatively safe environment, yet still challenging? And that was to join a choir. And this is, just to preface this, you know, this is not something anyone I've ever known in my 50 years of life has ever heard me express a desire to join a choir. Like, was not like longing after choirs. Uh, It just kind of came out of the, sort of came out of the blue, and I joined this choir. And suddenly singing with people was just this yeah, just this transcendent, you know, thing that had not been there for me and was suddenly there. And that just, you know, amped everything up like times 20. So, I mean, that, that was just one of the initial things and I kind of just kicking myself, why did I, you know, wait so long for all this stuff? And it's, it's not like I wasn't doing anything, but I'd kind of gotten locked into like, uh, just in the book, I sort of mentioned how I'd gotten into cycling, which I I love cycling, but it sort of dominated every weekend. I was just cycling for like, Fifteen hours or whatever, and it was just kind of a little bit narrow and becoming yeah. a bit too much like a job. Yeah, and and then <laughs> yes,
0: no. I I just, on, but I think of, yeah. no. I think it's actually really interesting. It is almost it's almost the norm for us as a people to settle <laughs> to like get stagnant, to get into ruts, and to not. I'm not. I'm not sure outside of like. Maybe one or two kids' books or kids' TV shows. uh, Are we ever encouraged to go try as many things as we possibly can, right? Like, and to learn new skills and learning can be very sort of restrictive sometimes when we're growing up. And it actually makes a lot of sense that we wind up suddenly 50. And why did I, why have I never been in a choir before? And I, right. And I also, this is sort of where I wanted to kind of eventually get to. And that is once you have like kids in your house, it really can put the kibosh on anything remotely, (laughs) self-carry, self-driven, self-anything, right? Like it's, it's, I'll do it later. I'll eventually get to it. Right. right. And yeah. so, for people who who have been listening to the show forever, uh, your wife, uh, Jancy Dunn, was on episode 198 when her book, <laughs> How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids, came out. And it was both of you, it's so funny. When I A first... wonderful
3: work of fiction, I might Oh, I yes, might say. yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based Wonder, yeah. on everybody else. It's
0: based on <laughs> friends that you know. She is an absolute delight. But one of the things that we talked about on that show and that the book talks about so much is that feeling of being like one of the parents who does like 50 things. And in that time, uh, the partner has picked up some leggings. <laughs> right? You're like, what is happening? Right, and then communication was another big part of it and you know and then my favorite question that we talked about was who is this book for should I like leave this on my husband's pillow and then like just pretend (laughs) to be asleep seems a little passive-aggressive and sorry my husband literally (laughs) just walked in here so here comes your book a few years later and it's about the joy of trying all these new things and I will readily admit despite all the growth of talking to so many people over the years and years of therapy and my children being older, it would be really easy to say, you know, well, isn't that nice? What a super self-indulgent book you got to do. (laughs) (laughs) Those books tell very different narratives. So I actually, though, feel like the two books fit really well together in some way like i i can see where they complement each other to do this sort of you know journey that you were taking on even just one skill can be really hard to find time to do when you're balancing you know family
3: yeah no i, I do think they complement each other and there there was sort of a, a natural progression here which is that you know i one of the themes of of Fancy's book is that is that time yeah. is divided very differently in families and it's often often the even when both parents are fully employed it's it's yeah. the wife you know picking up more of the slack around the house and and doing on 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 whole much more work so you know as sort of an outgrowth of that in response to that I was trying to you know definitely find ways I could you know, just pick up more of that slack. And, you know, and this even gets into its own little thorny thing, which is where often the dad becomes kind of, you know, like, let's call call him the minister of fun or something, you know, where he's, yeah, you know, doing the fun stuff rather than doing some of the hard labor. So, you know, I had to be cognizant of that too. But, you know, it was this idea, though, that as I was, I was, you know, becoming a little bit, you know, quickly, it's, it's not that fun always shepherding your kid to so many lessons. Yeah. And, then you have this, like you said, this nagging thought in the back of your head. Oh, I'd like to do that. But um, yeah. so th- then I just sort of had this idea that, well, maybe we could do these things together and that mm. would sort of magically solve both of these issues at once. I could sort of do this, <laughs> do this growth of exploration <laughs> and self-care. And my daughter could also be learning something, too. And then that would be bonding between us that would leave Jancy with. A new, you uh, new new amounts of spare time to do yeah. her, her, on her to, to do her own self care, <laughs> um, and then you know so, I I tried to find all these things that you know my daughter and I could do together. It started obviously with chess, and then so then I became like the 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 chess coach, chess dad. But then I I made sure to get her out surfing, which you know I, I think had its own benefits for her apart from my own selfish you know reasons, yeah. uh, you know just. <laughs> starting anything that young as someone who's oh, yeah. started way too late. I think it's great. And it's just, it's in one of those sports that there's, a, it, it's changing quite a bit lately, but there's a little bit less, uh, you know, female participation than male oh, yeah. participation. No, anyway. no.
0: Let's just say it. She's a badass. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're signing her um, up for badass lessons. It's okay. Well,
3: <laughs> and, this, and this is, you know, and what, what happens you know, I, I tried to look into this. I was like, this is a great idea, P, you know, adults learning the same thing at the same time with their kids. We, we, like this should be a thing. And I, so I went online to look at yeah. I, I just I'm sure I'm sure people are out there doing it, but I couldn't find that many people talking about it, much, much research about it at all. And I could just I, I just kept finding advice about how to be a better teacher, yeah. how, how to how to encourage your child to learn, not to actually. And, and the only reason I bring this up is I, I really think there are these benefits to doing that, not just on familial bonding, but having your child see you struggle to learn to do something when you're usually this, you know, unimpeachable voice of authority. It, you know, there's some interesting research that, you know, sort of hints that if they see you struggle, well, they're going to try harder themselves. They'll get less discouraged when they have when they have trouble.
2: Yeah. You know, it's
3: not to say I've, I've glommed onto everything that my daughter's doing, uh, you know, try to give her some autonomy. <laughs> <And> there's <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of minefields you walk into here, right? Yeah. And there's the whole idea of like, well, I didn't surf when I was a kid, so I'm going to have my kid be a great yeah. surfer and, and vicariously
0: live... living yeah, yeah. through <laughs> your child, right?
3: Exactly. So I was, you know, aware of all that, but but yeah. So um, I think you know, in the end, you know, I I think it's worked out in terms of the message of Dancy's of book, and you know, there, this was obviously a concern when she first heard of my <laughs> that my that my idea had been. Uh, She's like, you know, okay. wait. Uh, so you're gonna pick up five new, you know, hobbies, skills yeah. with that uh, <laughs> each require at least a night a day away. Yeah, countless week. time you know, so, away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't go over that. Was, yeah, I was like, gonna anything. say that
0: that <laughs> probably a tender time to have discussed those things. So no, <laughs> I get it, but I think it's actually though when I think about you, you said, why am I not? learning this. Why am I not using this time while my kids learning something? Because I've been there, you know, you're sitting there at the ballet lesson or the whatever. And I why am I not learning something right now? And I I think we talk on the show sometimes about just changing the narrative that we're telling ourselves. And I think all of us, narrative gets really narrow when I think kids show up in your Mm. house. And I think if you're in a partnered relationship and both can change that narrative of how am I using this time? I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I didn't, you know, everybody on the show knows I've had a banjo sitting under the bed for 13 years, if not longer. And during the pandemic finally decided, okay, I, I'm going to learn how to play this fucking banjo, right? (laughs) Like, and, and there is that pressure of now I've got to be really good at it. Or what if I what if I don't really like playing the band show? <laughs> right? Like, but I agree. There have been times my kids have walked in and been like, God, that sounds better than it did, right? Like things like that. And so whoever the dominant like caregiver is in the house, I think there is some room to have like you you use Jancy's skills of communication <laughs> to bridge this sort of murky area of self-sacrifice and turn it instead into, you know, self-care, like finding these things that, that you can do and not putting that pressure on yourself to be perfect at it. Was there anything that you were like, wrap up on on this fun one? I know that the the choir and the singing turned out to be this really great Thing, this great experience that, that you worked in, was there anything you were like, Oh God, I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> that was horrible. That was awful.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I luckily I, I avoided any major, you know, entanglements of that way, but there, I did, you know, it's not like I, there were some, some things that I took to more naturally. And I, I, I took a, um. for example, there was something in Brooklyn called uh, the metal shop fantasy camp, which, yeah, yeah. which is actually, which is a great thing. And I, <laughs> It was a great, you know, there were a lot of great things about it. I mean, I love, you know, I loved to like hold it. It was, it was a, it was a welding uh, yeah. class to to explain that. So um, I loved holding the metal and, and just working with this, uh, you know, like 3000 degree, whatever raw flame, but I was just really not that good at it. Yeah. and, and. <laughs> And it just, it sort of, my eyes were like, I was blinded the next, you know, the next, I woke up with like, uh, what, what do they call it? Like arc welder's blindness or something uh, because of staring. I, I I made a lot of mistakes and, you know, and you talk about perfection. Yeah, I, I, do, I do have the, uh, I tried to make this a manifesto about, you know, not being obsessed with perfection. But yeah. I, I in that case, I felt like I was so far off from even showing any promise that, I mean, in the end, I did produce this, you know, metal, three-dimensional metal cube, which was the object of the class. And with some help from the teacher, but, you know, I just didn't, I I didn't feel that like, uh, itch and and I'm not sure that, you know, I gave it enough time. I I don't think everything has to click right away and that maybe that's okay that it might take a little while to reach that sweet spot. I think, I think we tend to get obsessed with this idea that we have a, some sort of passion that's out there lurking, (laughs) you know, maybe that banjo under your bed, but, um, (laughs) But there's, you know, uh, Carol Dweck, who's the famous, you know, researcher behind the concept of mindset, having a growth mindset. She has yeah. some interesting research that talks about, you know, this idea of passion is it is can be a dangerous thing because just announcing the very act of announcing this passion kind of lets ourselves off the hook sometimes. Mm. And we'll, we're almost less likely to actually indulge in that thing because we've we've just said, oh, it's our passion. And then sort of like yeah. and, and, the, and the passion will kind of do the work for us and it's not going to be hard and there's not going to be hours of failure and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so welding, you know, it, no. it, it wasn't, yeah.
0: Not um, your, not your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that children's book. Welding, well- <laughs> not my thing.
3: <laughs> but, but, I, I, you know, it, you know, the, the happy thing was I was able to take some of that, yeah, that kind of manipulation with metal and fire and bring it to the jewelers workshop, which was, which was a little bit, for whatever reason, more my thing. So I don't know, it sort of worked out in the end, but and I think with more time, but yeah. So I, I don't think that it, it's okay to, you know, don't think that you have to start something and that you need to give five years to it. You know, if it's, if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like life yeah, is but short. I, you know? It's
0: just the learning, the act of trying to actively learn something is the the challenge.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. parents probably send kids, you know, to, classes all the time that, that last exactly one class and they just like yeah. oh that, that was that yeah. I, don't li- I don't like i don't like ice skating or whatever somehow we we get hung up on these you know ideas of that you know failure and, and lack of yeah. commitment and all that all that stuff so um oh yeah you gotta win
0: you signed up you gotta <laughs> win four-year-old bring your a-game tiffany all right <laughs> well tom Thank you very much for coming on the show and talking to us about this, as well as for writing the book. I'm glad it didn't destroy your marriage. That's always, (laughs) that's, I always, I think that's always a positive outcome for all people (laughs) when it comes to their work. And we will make sure that we link everybody up to where they can get the book and find out more about it. And I, I really do appreciate it. It's, it sort of takes the pressure off the fun of learning so i you know it's fun
3: thank you and you're making me think of an alternate title which would have been how not to destroy your yeah. marriage how after, not to ho- destroy- after hobbies that's after right hobbies. after hobbies. No, like, a follow-up so, exactly,
0: so. <laughs> all right well <laughs> okay i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and thank you very very much
3: thanks so much my pleasure
2: One Bad Mother is supported in part by Function of Beauty, which offers precise formulations customized for your hair's specific needs. How do I know what my hair needs? Well, I took a quiz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it was a very quick, easy, but well-questioned quiz so Mm -hmm. that when I was done, my hair type, my hair goals, the color, which has been slowly fading since the pandemic started, Mm -hmm. as well as fragrance preferences, were all considered when it came to putting together a shampoo and conditioner formula just for me. And I'm always on the lookout for products that are vegan and cruelty-free.
2: So guys, never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 20% off your order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash badmother.
0: feel like I need to put a little extra in every week because we only have this special time together.
2: I but know. That, we have that, to make it good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Real
0: content. Yeah. So that may have been too much. So genius me.
2: Wow. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
2: Okay. It was definitely too much considering the low bar of my genius (laughs) moment, which is that I managed to buy more contact lenses for myself. Wow. And today was the first day that I was wearing them again after like weeks of just not having them and just having my glasses. And, you know, for all those of us who wear glasses sometimes or all the time during a pandemic – The mask glasses combination is really complicated. It's a whole thing. There's a lot going on (laughs) and it's fine. You still do it. You do what you got to do. But there's a lot of fixing and maneuvering and fogging and defogging and adjusting. At least that's been my experience. Oh, it's my experience. Okay. Yeah. So, and I Tend to be a contacts person anyway, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So I ran out, and oh. having them back in my life today, mm. like I felt amazing. Like I noticed there was at one point this morning where I was like, "Why do I feel so good right now?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, because I don't have <laughs> glasses on my face, and I can see. <laughs> it's great."
0: So I think this shows that you recognize that you were self yes in its most basic form (laughs) that my body needs to see (laughs) you are doing a really good job thank you biz you're welcome mad libs Every morning, we do family meeting. You all know this. Family meeting time. It's family meeting time. Who's got an announcement? This is what we do. And at the end, we play like a family game. This is something that we started at the beginning of the pandemic because it kind of mirrored what they did in school, right? Mm, Nice. And so it also helped Stefan and I realize what we were doing during the day. day. Yeah. 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 So the games have been very uh, varied over this time. But Stefan, out of the blue, has <laughs> pulled out Mad Libs. We've been holding on to this book of Mad Libs since the last time Kat went to summer camp. Never really using them.
2: And we're just like,
0: these are the best. Why doesn't? Are. Why aren't we yeah. using Mad Libs? Yeah. So this has become the family meeting game. And it's timed out perfect because Ellis is learning about nouns and yeah. verbs and now is ahead of the game knowing what an adjective is also cat has really <laughs> really caught up with where they should be on nouns mm-hmm.
3: and pronouns yeah. it's and a good ad- reminder good nouns and yeah.
0: verbs and, and adjectives but i think the real joy here is i've really gotten to just really be myself you know I think Stefan and I have reserved who we really are as people since we've had children on some level I know Teresa's looking like you have and I'm like yeah we hold a lot back because we you know we're trying to be sensitive and they're young but that has gone out the window with Mad Libs and I have really shown why Mad Libs is fun you need a noun boobs boobs Okay, it's always boobs or boobies. That's really a plural noun. No, but boob. Okay. I'm sorry, boob. <laughs> plural would be boobies, butts. Mm-hmm. When somebody wants a like a gas or a liquid, mm-hmm. th- I'm just gonna let you guys go there, and then it makes cat cringe and crawl yeah. like in the most teenagey, tweeny of yeah. ways, which yeah. just really makes us want to do it more because yeah. I think that's that's this relationship. Yeah. And like this morning Stefan uh was leading the mad libs and said, okay, you can only answer the mad libs with words that start with B. So that <laughs> <laughs> poop. We used to be like, I'm like, poo-poo. <laughs> Poots. I mean, I'm just like, come on, guys! Jiggly, moist, damp. So everybody now, now and it's we all just giggle, and it's really yeah, nice. It's so fun. I'm pretty sure they're learning. They're learning something. <laughs> but they, they are. Stephen said this is going to be a fail, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to make them very popular. <laughs>
2: I love it. I think it's awesome in a lot of different ways. Good good. job. Thank you.
4: Hi. Okay. I have a genius. And it might be a little dorky, but it's really fun. I got myself some roller skates. And I am currently driving my two-year-old around, so he'll fall asleep in the car. And then we're going to park in (laughs) an empty parking lot, and I'm just going to ride circles around my car like a little shark. To protect my young, and it's going to be fine. I'm going to play some music and do my own thing as a, just a woman with a car, with a child inside of it, and a random parking lot. You're all doing a great job, and so am I.
0: On roller skates. Don't forget, you're a woman yeah. with a car, with a child in it, and a parking lot in roller skates. Yeah. This sounds... Perfect! Oh, my God. It's such a good yeah. idea. And you yeah. know what I really like about this is it has put a spin on the old shark metaphor yeah. that we use. I like
2: this shark better. This is a
0: happy shark.
2: Yeah. This is a shark who's moving for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much better than going to a parking lot and sitting there. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> Period. Like crying. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can do that yeah. too if you well, need to. You can do that. while You can while also you're... cry while skating. Yes. I I
0: realized my mistake. You're correct. Yeah. You can do Just both. Cry openly. <laughs> openly. <laughs> <Senato>. <laughs> <laughs> you are so great. Thank you. Yeah, you are for sharing that. That's so. Yes. Great. Failures.
4: Fail. 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 Fail.
2: You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Plenty to choose from over here as usual. I'm going to go with last night. Curtis had the idea that he wanted to sleep with his sister because he loves his sister and he really misses her during the night when he doesn't get to see her, which is like (laughs) such BS. I mean, I'm sure he loves her, but you know. (laughs) And Gracie happened to hear him saying this. And she said, yes, sleep with me. It will be so fun. We will have a slumber party. Ah. And it caught me so off guard. I knew enough to to not be like sure right now. Because it was like bedtime. It was like so obviously like a ploy Mm -hmm. to not go to bed. So I was like, no, it's school night. You know, school night in quotes. But Mm -hmm. technically, it was a school night. No, it's a school night. We can do a slumber party one night when it's, like, the weekend or something. Well, I forgot that, like, my kids are old enough now that they, like, know how days of the week go. Mm-hmm. So they put it together that, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. night then. And I just wish that, like, instead of doing the thing I did, I had said, no, everybody in your own bed. Like, everybody sleeps in their own beds except for like once in a blue moon during the summer or like on vacation or something. Like, no, we're all going to sleep in our own beds. I didn't. I said, maybe on a weekend. Sure, on a weekend night we could, but tonight's a school night. So then they immediately were like, so tomorrow night we're going to do this. And I just, I couldn't. So I just said, okay, yeah, tomorrow night. And they haven't let it go. So like last night they talked about it a bunch. This morning they've been talking about it. They're all excited. I think they think they're going to sleep like in the bed together, like, I'm going to definitely set up a bed for Curtis on the floor in Gracie's room, but, Mm -hmm. like, I just, it's not going to go well, you guys. He's almost four. Like, Mm -mm. sleeping is still hard at night Mm. for everyone in our house. Like, we're just (laughs) barely getting to a point where people can basically sleep through the night. And, I, you know, I just did this to myself. I feel I did it to myself.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a real good chance it's going to go bad. Mm -hmm. You know what stinks is our children getting smarter. Uh, Like, (laughs) like, Ellis gets like really frustrated that he can't tell time yet. And I'm like, Uh I'm never going to teach you
2: ever. Like ever. Just try and figure it out.
0: Figure it out. When you want it bad enough, you'll learn it. So this it might be the kind of thing where it totally works out, and you can just like open yeah. the door whenever they come out. You just open the door, and you're like, "No, no, no, slumber party! You guys all right. part of the rules that you can make up slumber party rules. It's not like That's they've right. got a book, right? Yeah. Like
2: the rule is, I don't, I can't. You can't need to hear you. You yeah. can't ask me for anything. Yeah, you can't. Like you guys are <laughs> on your own. That can't be good either. So unlikely. No, so. No, unlikely. so
0: but I'm going to pretend that that's what's going to happen yeah, and that you don't wind up just being like, I'm coming to your fucking slumber
2: party. <laughs> Roll over. Everybody go to sleep. Oh, my God. That, that's actually, I wasn't thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. But now that you say it, that's like the inevitable yeah. truth. Yeah.
0: I know. Yeah. I only know that from experience. So yeah. I am. OK, great. You could just set up a movie and walk away.
2: Well, it's also movie night. So we're supposed oh. to do movie night. This could and work out then. so
0: well. I actually think this is going to be something. Okay. <laughs> I'll report back. <sighs> okay. So we have not taken... We have three cats. One of them being Onion, old, always had a sensitive stomach. And before the times before the COVID, he was on these like steroids to help with his stomach because he either has cancer or irritable bowel syndrome. He too old for us to try and investigate that. And the steroids right. were working well. And it was time to go back for a checkup and to get a new prescription. And we had not gone since the pandemic. And I called our vet And our vet has always had an unusual process of appointments. You just show up and wait. Mm -hmm, There's no scheduled appointments. You show up and you wait. It's usually not that big of a deal. They've made no changes to that since the pandemic. So apparently there's a sign-up sheet that goes out at 7 a.m. And then it goes back out at like 12 and you just have to come and get one of the slots. And there's no way of knowing how many slots will be there each day. And so I'm like, I, I, I really didn't want to do it. No. I didn't want to go. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because, A, I always take the vet. I always do the vet run. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. done the vet run with babies. Yeah. I've done the vet run with two children. Oh, I yeah. have done the vet run With two children and three cats. And Onion no longer can travel without pooping and vomiting like a minute into the car ride. Okay. So that's really rough on Onion. It's really rough on us. It's it's not good. So Stefan said he would take him. So he gets up early, gets onion into the carrying case, gets there, and Within 10 minutes, I get a text that says there were only four slots, and they're all filled, and people are literally sitting here in folding chairs, like camping chairs. So now he's got to come home. Onion is miserable. The carrying case is so bad. It's really bad. And Stefan is broken. This was what broke Stefan it broke him. For yeah. the pandemic.
2: Yeah.
0: And it threw him so out of whack. And it he threw- He thought he had it. He thought he had it. Yeah. And the fail here is, <sighs> I knew, like I knew this could have happened. hmm And I knew I was asking him to do something that probably would not have ruined my day and several days after Mm -hmm. Right? It wouldn't have. Right? Like, it's just not who... My fortitude is I would have been pissed, Mm -hmm. but I would have turned it around into, like, getting extra chocolate that day. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's... and But for Stefan, I mean, days, guys. It was days. He was so mad at the process. So... Felt so bad that he'd somehow hurt Onion. You know? I mean, all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel... Kind of bad. I mean, look, whether I went, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know it's who your partner a, is and you know you're supposed yeah. to help your partner. And I, should, yeah. I knew that this would have been, should have been something I did.
2: But it I, also just feels like ugh. a fail yeah. when you're in yeah. that situation oh. for everyone. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm. It was no good.
4: Hi, I'm calling with a fail. I really needed to hear that I was doing a great job because I really don't feel like it right now. Last night, my one year old, who's starting to walk and standing in the tub, which is super not safe, fell in the tub and busted her gum. Not her lip, her lip would have been fine. Her gum, where she has a new tooth coming in, and it might be cracked can't tell yet, so I just have to wait for that. And then this morning, I went to go pick up my one-year-old, and I had to walk past my almost three-year-old, and I fucking stepped on my almost three-year-old's finger, and I'm pretty sure I broke my daughter's pinky. I suck. I feel terrible. I just, this is normal, right?
0: I suck. Okay. Thanks for the show. Bye. Ugh. You know, no one likes to play fail calls <laughs> like mm-hmm. this. But here's the thing it is normal. You know, it is. like we go back to the very beginning. I remember Ellis's arm, like I'm trying to get out of the car and I'm holding him. And mm-hmm. then the door slams yeah. and slams on yep. his arm. And I felt like like yeah yeah i think about the woman
2: with the, with the baby the baby rolling off the bench yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. and like babies yeah. are rolling off of beds and rolling off of changing yep. tables and no no i'm not like let's have a big rolling off of the changing no, table it's party horrible. it's horrible every
2: single one of them are, is are scary yeah so it, scary yeah
0: and i think there is such a shame based culture Around things like you know, like totally. You're a parent. You should never have that. You're a monster. Yeah. Every minute of your child's life yeah. should be perfect, and every minute of your life as a parent, and your intuition, be like you should just
2: feel, yeah. like how to care for your child and prevent all injuries.
0: Oh, I know. There was like one time. <laughs> But turned around and didn't realize that Kat was behind me and bumped into her and she fell right in the trash can guys this was like a year ago Yeah. okay this wasn't even yeah. like a baby right yeah. and I'm just like and she yes. laughed thank god they get older and they laugh at you but yeah you're already gonna feel like shit when this happens yeah don't add to that the feeling that it somehow takes away that you're a good parent or that Anybody else thinks you're doing a shitty job? Everybody has inadvertently or accidentally.
2: Well, I mean, fingers get stepped on. Yeah. That happens. And when toddlers are taking baths, like learning to take baths, Mm -hmm. sometimes they stand up in the tub and sometimes they fall. And I mean, you can be as (laughs) careful as you can possibly be. And you are. And still, you can't always break a fall. Like, you can't always, even if you're right there, you can't always stop your kid from getting hurt. They just do get hurt. It's really, really hard. Yeah, it really is hard. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Your kids will be okay. You're doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove Collaborative, which delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. I have spoken about Grove before.
0: I am really trying to make an effort to buy products for my home, especially when it comes to cleaning that are environmentally safe as well as don't stink. I mean, like literally it was the kind of thing where I was thinking, if I just take this bottle of detergent and pour it right down the drain, is it going to kill a fish? (laughs) I mean it. I like overthink
2: this stuff. Making the switch to natural products has really never been easier. For a limited time, when One Bad Mother listeners go to grove.co slash badmother, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more. But you have to use our special code.
0: Go to grove.co slash badmother to get
2: your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash badmother.
1: Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news?
3: Something about the baby Jesus?
1: Mm, he's coming back.
3: Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple
1: Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the Ebony entrantress myself, <laughs> <laughs> Travelle Anderson. Fanti is your home for
4: complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans
1: of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we Fanti, nobody's
3: off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio.
4: I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, we've got the one and only Ted Danson. We'll talk about his new show, Mr. Mayor, about Cheers, and about the secret to success in comedy. I mean, I I feel like one of your signature comedic moves at this point uh, in your career is gazing. Uh, You do a lot of interesting gazing. (laughs) (laughs) I also love this. Gazing, I love that. And if I'm not, I'm going to start, because that's great. That's Bullseye. Find it on MaximumFun.org and PR.org and wherever you get podcasts.
0: Well, it's that time again, friends, time to settle in, remind yourself that you are not alone, and that you are doing a good job, and maybe just to brush Teresa's hair. Let's softly brush your hair, Teresa, in my mind. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bad
5: mother. I am this is a rant. I am on my way to get late night fast food because I need to eat my feelings because I spent another day, another of many, many, many days in the last ten years, single parenting my four children because my husband is too depressed too, to be with us and we are all home all the time, just like everybody else, and it's so much, and my kids all have anxiety or ADHD or sensory processing disorder or all of it, and it's just so much, and they have everybody's feelings all the time. And we're talking about possible hospitalizations for my husband, and I just, I want to go to the hospital. I want to be the one who goes and sits in the bed and watches TV and gets food and just sleeps for like a week. And then maybe I could come and handle this. It's just been so much for so long and I'm doing the best that I can.
0: But it's more than I can do. Thanks for the hotline. First of all, you are doing a really amazing job. You are not alone. You know, the weird thing about doing a show like this is sometimes focusing on the things that aren't... (laughs) harsh reminders of where we are right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we talk about, you know, fails and, and try and keep some sense of normalcy, but it's not normal. And a lot of us are at home all the time with mental illness. And when you said, I just want to be the one who gets to go, Ooh, I felt that. I felt that. Hard. I did too. I know
2: (laughs) Teresa did. I know Teresa too, and I did too. I know Teresa. Teresa's
0: eyes were like, yes. And this, it's (laughs) Teresa and I were just kind of talking about this the other day, and that is having to be in crisis mode all the time. You're supposed to be
2: in crisis mode for like a short period of time. For the length of a crisis, (laughs) which we think of as being, like, what? A week or two. A week or two. Sometimes extending onto a month or two. Maybe. Right? Yeah. We don't think about it as many, many months. Sometimes, if you have kids, a lot of kids with a lot of needs, your crisis may be years long. You said you've been parenting for about 10 years. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a long time to be
0: in that mode. And I think we can either forget that we're in that mode and think we're now doing things normally. (laughs) And our body is like, you are so wrong. (laughs) Right? Like, or our mind is like, no, 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 not happening. And I think the trick, and I, I mean, I don't know, we can maybe all feel differently about this. But I think the trick that crisis mode plays on you is that you can't give yourself that time right like whatever that thing is right yeah and and this is a really shitty time to have crisis happening in our lives because we can't call on our friends or family or the resources that we might have in a different
2: time to to help So, Mm -hmm. Biz, you said it all. I also just, I was thinking about you and all your kids. And I was just having this moment the other, I mean, I'm not in your situation. I just relate to some things that you said. And one thing that I was reminded of when I was listening to your call was the other day, two of my kids were having really strong reactions to totally different problems and really needing help at the same time and that happens regularly you know and I was just and it was just me at that moment and I was just sitting there thinking like this is just so like impossible sometimes (laughs) like I and I wasn't I wasn't like panicking I wasn't feeling a lot of stress I was just almost just being an observer of the situation and thinking like This is kind of, like, I can't really help you both at the same time right now, so I'm just going to, like, sit here with you, I guess. Like, we do a lot of just, like, sitting and, like, breathing and reflecting. (laughs) Like, there's really (laughs) very little more than that that you can do. And even that takes a lot of energy. Like, it really does. And I don't blame you for wanting to go lay down and watch TV and be in bed and eat food that gets brought. I mean, and no, like all the sympathy for in the world for your husband too. depression is real. We're not no. we're not talking about this as like, oh, that's going to be a nice, relaxing vacation for him. That's a really serious situation that in a scary situation that he's dealing with. It's just that when you're looking at the circumstances, and you're thinking about what you want for yourself, it's so hard not to make that connection. and so painful.
0: You're doing, you're doing beyond remarkable, actually. This is really difficult, what you're having to balance right now. And we see you. And it's, we're just here for you because it is a lot. We're, yeah. we're here for you in your allotness. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Yes. Teresa, you are doing a good job. I think you're wonderful.
2: Thank at- <laughs> you. I think you're wonderful. And I think you are a really nice friend who everyone should know. Oh, they brought know. me a special treat <laughs> earlier this week. Oh yeah, Biz made a special non-holiday related batch of fudge for me. I did. I did, and it was it was the best. That's it, probably the real reason I felt so great this morning. Not the contacts. <laughs> just the stash of breakfast. fudge that I can yep ah. sneak in there anytime I get a chance.
0: <laughs> you. Follow us on Instagram, you'll see some of the fudge related Instagram posts we yes. have flushed. Which maybe, <laughs> maybe as I suggested at the top of the show, maybe fudge can be a new fudge parenting
2: hashtag. Maybe that I, is something yeah. that yeah. it's a different, it's different, it, it has a different purpose than cake parenting, a <laughs> different context, mm. different
0: purpose. Wait, it's not fudge parenting, it's fudge therapy, fudge therapy. Fudge there we go. Or fudge <laughs> masturbation, because it's really just about yourself. <laughs> fudge care. Fudge <laughs> Self fudge? <laughs> I gotta tell you. I am looking forward to the hashtag fudge masturbation. Now, you're welcome. Get ready for that t-shirt, everyone. <laughs> Teresa, you are doing yes. a really good job.
2: Thank you for showing up here every week. I really appreciate it. Thank you for showing up every week and i look forward to next week. Oh yes.
0: I'll talk to you then.
2: Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Wow, is it just me or, or are we accidentally learning a lot more these days on this show? There is some synergy happening when it when it comes to where we start with our check-ins all the way here to the end. One, mental health very important very important to talk about, to be aware of, to be supportive of, and to not feel bad about, to be aware of others who are dealing with it in their homes or themselves, and to remember to ask for help and offer help. I was so impressed by our check-in caller who, you know, asked for help and got it over a couple of those days that that they needed it. And I think we've said, look, everybody is so uh, struggling these days that that it feels imposing, more imposing than normal, to ask for help. And we've said, no, 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 ask for help and then be honest about if and what you can offer in terms of help you know a good example would be i have uh, told teresa i can i can hold it I, I mean i can't fix it but you're welcome to text or call and just bleh, vomit it all out i can i can hold that for you that's i got that space right so let's be really mindful of that as we're going through it and then that uh, ties into this whole learning thing this spin on the idea of what self care is None of us are ever going to put our fucking oxygen masks on first. We're always going to try and put it on our kids first. I mean, even though we know we're not supposed to, but like, it's just our instinct. And this is how it can feel when it comes to like general self. We all know we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves so that we could take care of our children, <laughs> especially now more than ever. And we all suck at it. Okay. We all do. let's just say it out loud and accept it. And then from there, start trying to recreate what self-care is supposed to look like and what we're supposed to be asking for. And I love this idea of, you know, if you need permission, do it so that your children will learn how to fail from watching you fail. Look at that, boom. Now you have to try something new. Now you have to do something, right? And this pressure of, Telling somebody that I'm learning the banjo, especially at this age, feels like like I'm an imposter, and I feel like there's part of me that felt embarrassed to tell people and just like a bunch of just a bunch of garbage baggage that I've been carrying around and I think whenever we want to try something new or we admit what our self care is, it can feel like like we're revealing something very secret (laughs) and everybody's gonna everybody's gonna laugh at you Carrie they're all gonna laugh at you right I'm not sure that's the case I think people don't give a shit just like they don't give a shit about how we parent right so like I think maybe we should be out trying things not feeling the pressure to be good at it not feeling the pressure to love it and then get rid of it. I mean, I'm trying to teach my kids right now that what they're exploring about themselves doesn't mean they're, like, trapped in it forever, right? Like, and it doesn't mean, like, just because you want to do ballet, one day, I know we're, you know, putting resources in. None of my kids take ballet. I'm using this as an example, okay? But, like, we're putting resources into it. We're blah, 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 blah. If, if you wake up and decide you don't want to be a ballerina, I'm not going to get mad at you, right? So why would we get mad at ourselves if we try something and it turns out we don't like it? I don't know, guys. All I know is that it's still really hard right now. And we're we're all looking for something to help alleviate the stress to maybe spark something in us that is joy and or provides us a break and I think we deserve it and I think it's not embarrassing and I think we might actually have some space to try it and you know I yeah I see you you deserve it so here's the thing. You're doing a really, really good job trying new things or fucking not trying new things, okay? You are doing a good job getting through this every day, whether it is the monotony of it, the struggle of it, the chaos of it, or even you can find some joy in this too. You can find that you have found a way to connect differently to the people in your lives or to things that you care about, that is good too. You're all doing a good job. Let's try to be there for ourselves. Let's try to be there for each other. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.
1: I got to low down Mama blues, I got slow down, Mama Blues, I got slow down, Mama blue Low down Mama blue Got slow down mama blue gotta slow down Mama Blues, I slow down. Mama blues. You know that right.
2: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to maximumfun.org/slash/join.
4: Well, daddy, baby, by, got down, mama Blue. Oh, daddy, baby, by, got low down, mama yeah.
2: Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned, audience-supported.